This isn't a NASA flashback. It's the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Good afternoon, Acadiana, and welcome to Kane Radio Ship Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here in the air chair. Kenny Logan singing in the background from Caddyshack. Anybody that hadn't seen that movie that likes golf, better get on it. Anyway, let us get to the state of the matter here. We're going to be talking golf for the next hour. 367-1240 is our number. As the golf season ended on the PGA Tour this week, Box Score and I will be talking about that in the second segment. First segment, I'll be talking about local golf. Before we get to all of that, let's thank our sponsors for certain. Our title sponsors, GolfBalls.com, have been for a long time. We appreciate their sponsorship. They're located in Lafayette on Arnold Boulevard. Anything you want in golf, they have it in their showroom. And then online, they do golf balls imprinting. That's how they got their start. You can also go into their merchandise building there and hit whether their uh, showroom and uh, hit into their simulator. All the latest equipment of golf companies provide, all the clubs, the new clubs, they have them there and you can try them out. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. Of course, we want to thank our local golf clubs. No, no local news without them, right? Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. That covers all our local golf clubs right there. Start out with Bellevue. They postponed their blowout, which is, uh, I think, their 18th annual or something like that. I've forgotten what uh, Ty has sent to me. But um, they're going to do it in the fall, September 16th. But they did recently have a shamble. That's where everyone hits, and you select the best tee shot and play your own ball in. Of course, the winner was Brandon Burdett, Ty's son. Darn good player. He ought to try to play a little more in uh, other tournaments. <coughs> Check out his game there. He teamed up with Scotty Gula, Benny Santez, and Butch Bajeron at minus nine. Second place went to David Arbino, Keith Hodges, Ken Goff, Agove, and uh Kenny Bear minus eight. Closest to the hole, Butch Bajeron. Then down at Eagle Ridge, uh, I didn't get a chance to go visit with Gary Kidd over there, but he did indicate to me uh, that they've ended their promotion of uh, three years for $177, and uh, I know that's working because every time I pass there, their parking lot is full. And, uh, of course, uh, the weather's been hot and dry. <coughs> we definitely need some rain. The golf courses are struggling with that watering system and getting enough water is, is an issue as well. So uh, they're paying attention to the, the tees, I mean the greens, and the next thing is the fairways and then the tees. But uh, all the golf courses are struggling with uh, enough water on their golf courses. Then down at the Chafalaya, they've aerified their greens this past week with the one-fourth tines. That's the uh, smaller tines that... Uh, 
don't pull up a plug. So uh, there's less work involved in that. Of course, it's not as efficient for getting air down into the profile of the soil. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it's a nice substitute. And I think a lot of the golf courses are, are going to do that. I know Cane Row is. And I was in Baton Rouge with my grandson uh, this past week at the uh, famed University Club golf course, LSU's golf course. And they're planning on doing it as well except they're going to use a little bit bigger tines and pull up plugs, I think. And so their golf course is going to be closed. So it's, uh, it's a necessary evil, and I'm sure with the hot, dry weather, uh, the greens need to be uh, broken up so that air will get down in the profile of the soil and uh, water as well. So also at Atchafalaya, they still throughout this summer had Thursday twilight scrambles. They're still promoting that. 5.30 shotgun start. Of course, nine holes. Entry includes golf, prize money, and a hamburger after, after play. For pass holders, it's only $25. For the public, $40. 985-395-4653. And, of course, that 4653 spells out golf. G-O-L-F. All right, the Pro-Am was played at St. Mary's in Berwick this past week. First time we go to that golf course in uh, quite some time. In fact, ever, at least for, uh, for my lifetime's edition of the Cadiana Pro-Am. I know Mr. Sammy Romero started this when I was a little bitty kid growing up at Iberia. And uh, maybe St. Mary's was on his rotation. But uh, he was uh, uh, an avid golfer. Middle handicapper, played out at Iberia Country Club. And I uh, don't know how he exactly started this, but uh, he started this pro-am and is still flourishing ever since. So they played the nine-hole course at uh, Berwick, St. Mary's. 90 players teed it up, which is a, a nice number for a nine-hole course. And uh, all the rave reviews I got were that the greens were really in great shape. And so taking advantage of that, the team of Mitch Guillory, Johnny Oye, Brett Price, and Patrick Darby finished at plus 14, winning $110. And, of course, this money is redeemable at golfballs.com. Another great perk for our Pro-Am that you get your selection of uh, top-notch merchandise, not uh, stuff that's been sitting around in a golf shop for a long time because golfballs.com moves that merchandise pretty regularly. And so second place went to Roy Boudreau, Steve Russo, Lenny Dubois, Mike Lulla. They were plus 10 and one on a scorecard playoff with team number three, and they won $75. So team number three was Doug Biard, our tournament director, along with Todd Ardwan, Donald Sarkis, Keith Domain, plus 10, winning $48. The little individual players, Brandon Burdett, plus nine. That name popped up again, didn't it? Plus eight, Boyd Booty, the CEO and director of the Gator Golf Club, which, by the way, I don't think he brought me the uh, results for this past week, but uh, we'll give you the old results. And then C player, Jules Bear plus nine. D player, Joseph Olivier, plus nine. A lot of good scores there. Next month, we'll be teeing up at Southern Oaks. Welcome aboard, Boxcar. Let me turn on your mic so oh, we can hey. hear your sweet hey. voice there. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going. It's gone. It's gone. Good. Yep. Good. It's hot and dry, but it's yes, going. Yes, it is. It's even hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, but I'd I, I rather it a little warm than cold. Okay. <laughs> no comment. We'll have to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> yes, we always Norm- do. Normally, I, I, I'm fine with warm, but 
Uh, you know, we used to argue a lot. What, we've mellowed, I guess. We need to get some interesting topics that we can argue about on the air. Ben Hogan was a terrible golfer. <laughs> he was a terrible putter. <laughs> but that swing clip you sent me, I'd never seen that one before. And it, and that was your birthday present. Oh, thank you so much. You we welcome. don't have to talk about that. Uh-huh, we will. No, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Kane Rowe, I didn't know it, but they have junior rates. Uh after one or uh, rather before one p.m. is twenty five dollars. After one p.m. fifteen dollars. And I guess that's all, all day, all week, all holiday and weekend, all that good stuff. They also have rates for the veterans on Wednesday. Active or retired veterans twenty five dollars. Senior rate Tuesday and Wednesday thirty five dollars. Twilight rate after three p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday thirty. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday thirty five potatoes. And then if you want to be a member, 20% off, well, it's $142, but you get 20% off all their soft goods, 10% off of their hard goods, which I'll be talking about in a bit. And my favorite one is you get to book your tea time one week in advance, a big plus if you are looking to play and finish at a certain time, even though you're not guaranteed that finish time, but at least you get to start. And then they charge you a USGA handicap, according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. They also waive your MGA, Men's Golf Association, dues for the year. And then, uh, they, of course, they stock UL Raging Cajun merchandise because they licensed to do so. And with the upcoming football season, I'm sure they will have a good supply of Cajun stuff for your loved one. And so their golf shop sale, Johnny O Polos, 25% off. Quarter golf shoes, 25% off. It's cutter, really. Travis Matthews belts, 50% off. In case you're losing your pants, get you a new belt. Cane Row also yeah, is. Yeah, but how much are they off? 50. Well, that's only half a belt. So how <laughs> yeah. you can hold up your pants? If they well, that's if you're losing the bet and you're losing your pants. You yeah, know, you, but you I mean. You get to save one leg, if the right? Be- well, yeah, because if the belt's 50% off, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't buckle it. I mean, it's just going to reach around your waist. But you can buckle it around one leg and you save a leg. All right. Well, just a buy, leg is just it? go buy a piece of rope like Jethro Bodine <laughs> used to do. <laughs> just tie your rope. I knew we could be something to argue about. See there? We just have to keep trying. You see, I do need a belt though. They have? Do they have any white ones? Want the half white uh, or the full white? <laughs> I want a, I want a white. I want a white belt. My, mine is the half white's called dip- beige. Depleted. <laughs> a white belt would be nice. I've never I, had one of those. I had. I have one, <laughs> but it's just I wore it so much. It's um. It's, it's worn it's out. It's now beige. <laughs> no, it's just the, it's got, gray. It's all, all the little hole. You know, it was a, It wasn't a, the best leather. You know, and they just kind of started c- coming apart. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say that, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Mm-hmm. I have two belts, and and uh, my son rags me about them all the time. My wife and I went on a uh, cruise out of New Orleans down to uh, Cozumel, and you stop along the uh, Mexican places, uh, Belize, whatever. I bought two belts, $10 each, and I'm still wearing them. But the caveat here is Mexicans, at least back in the day, were known for their leather products. Oh, absolutely. And Pe- probably still are, huh? Pe- people would drive. I, I, I knew, well, I, I, my brother-in-law's. We drive. They're called all cowboys, but they would drive across the border to go buy boots, handmade boots. Yeah. Um, you know, and leather boots. And, and yeah, and at a, a fraction. I mean, you know, yeah, same pair here might be five hundred dollars, and you're probably spending twenty five. You know, maybe fifty bucks over there. You know, that's what I mean. What a good deal! I got ten dollars for a black and, and a, a brown belt, and they right. still last. 
Yeah, that's... And I mean, I got, I've got... And how long ago was that? Well, God, that must have been 25, 30 years ago. Golly, man. <laughs> Same belts. And I'm a tight wad, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the belt fits perfect. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> nice and tight see, that's a for this wad. That's a testament to, to your keeping fit over the years. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a positive way of looking mo- at it. Most people's belts from that long ago <laughs> would not fit them, I promise no, you. No, no, no. All right, getting back to Cane Row. New merchandise, uh, GPS range finders that talk to you. They can only hit your golf shot. Then when, but it plays music, so uh, if you hit a bad shot, you're going to at least have some music in your ear. Yeah, after you hit your shot, it says, boy, that, that was a terrible shot, <laughs> right. but, I, but I really like your belt. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. a good-looking belt. All right, so uh, Generate Senior High is going to have their fundraising tournament there Saturday, September 16th at 8 o'clock. Shotgun start, $125 per golfer. It's a four-man scramble. And then also coming up at Cane Row in the, in the fall is going to be the State Knights of Columbus Golf Tournament. And uh, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, all kind of events go along with that, from what I understand, that uh, they have a little team scramble the day before, and kind of like a practice round, and then an individual tournament on the weekend. All right, Cane Row, let's see what else is going on over there. Oh, they've changed out just about all of their bridges. In fact, I think all of their bridges are now flat and nice and pretty easy to drive over versus those humpback bridges they had, which... We were taking our lives in our hands at some point. There was a couple of them for sure. Yeah. Down at Sugar Oaks, their weekly specials, uh, as I always say, Monday is one of the, they're one of the only golf courses open on Monday. $22, 9 or 18 holes on Monday or Tuesday. And then $31 play all day on Wednesday. And, of course, they have their Twilight Scrambles on Wednesday. And the recent winner of that was Eric Lachelet and Ron Finley at minus four. And their shamble, most recent winner of that was Ron Finley, Kevin Ledford, and Eric Lachelet. They won the front back in 18. And then their shootout on Sundays, Paul Olivier, Ryan Hornsby, and Eric Lachelet. Uh, 39 points won the front. Robert Burton, Nicky Melanson, and Ron Finley, 34 points won the back. Paul Olivier was a big skins winner with two. And then hole-in-ones, they had Four of them at uh, Sugar Oaks recently. I'm going to just give the names. Bobby Buto, Willie Lewis, Robert Harvison, and Ron Finley all made hole-in-ones, I would say, within the last two months at Sugar Oaks. Pretty impressive. You're looking to make a hole-in-one? Go play out there. I think the golf gods are looking down on Sugar Oaks. And then uh, our Knights of Columbus, Council 12OH, which comes from uh, St. Peter's Catholic Church, having our fundraising golf tournament Saturday, October the 7th. It's a three-man scramble, $100 per person. Yes, and I appreciate, yes, your, you already got it. I appreciate your sponsorship. Yeah, I'm going to no wear your logo on my shirt. <laughs> Just wear my belt. That'll be my logo. <laughs> my, your belt ain't going to fit me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it it would have a couple years ago, but not, not since COVID. All right, thanks, Boyd Booty. We mentioned his name as one of the winners in the Pro-Am, but he got me this uh, information on their Gator Golf Club. Their last event was played on Links on the Bayou. Uh, Mitch Thibodeau, plus 9, won the first flight, and Billy Abair 10, won the uh, second flight. And they had an event, unless he got canceled, this uh, past weekend, August the 5th, at the National Golf Course in Westlake. Then the Lafayette Men's Association, Senior Men's Association, thanks Lawson Rooley, 
get me this information. Their second Tuesday of the month out-of-town tournament was played at Tamaka Trails. First place, Eric Rusin. Second place, Steve Newman. Third place, Austin Ruley, and then Richard Cormier. Then their uni golf course, home course. The format for that tournament was blind draw with three-man teams. So the first place team, blind draw, went to Keith Benoit, Terry Clement, and Kevin Thibodeau. Second place, Brett Castillo, Sid Thibodeau, Glenn Bertrand. Third place, Richard Vincent, Steve Newman, and Tim Marigos. It must be tough to find a blind person to draw those names every time, though, huh? Yeah. That's, well, you can go blind. I can show you how pretty no, easily I, I, if you, you want to know. No. I, and then we can let you draw them. No. I, I, oh. I was... Um, I was praying the whole way to New Iberia today when you were driving me. Um, well, this is a guy I've been praying for, and you as well, is Robbie G., a good pro friend in Alexandria at Oak Queen. He's a general manager and head golf pro, and uh, his health is doing good, and he's won the uh, Gulf States PGA Merchandise of the Year Award Dang. for a public facility. Go, Robbie G. Well, that's pretty impressive. Because, it is. Uh, but it was some, some course uh, in North Louisiana that was – no, it was – Oh, man, where was it? They used to win it every year. Um, Merchandise of the year? Yeah, I'm trying to think of where it was. I, I want to say maybe it was the island, but I, that doesn't That's sound That's in right. Baton Rouge or Plaquemine. Yeah, Plaquemine, but, um, man, I, I don't know. But um, anyway. Well, they, but, they, they, now they have into categories like, you know, oh, okay. private clubs, uh, public, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. resort, whatever. You know? Okay. All right. They just keep giving out awards like everybody wins a trophy. Well, no, I mean, but, but you know, it, it only got to go – in their clubhouse one time, but it's a it's a it's a big clubhouse and a big pro shop. Oak Wing, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I like that setup. There. It's well stocked. It kind of keep saying it, but I need to get over there. Kind of gives me the the vibe, you know. As, as the pose, the the the, the um, links is, is is the exact same guy who designed <coughs> the Wetlands Clubhouse, which I I hate. Ooh, that's um, a weird one. <laughs> yeah, he designed the one at um, at at uh, the Links oh, also. Okay. Same guy. So they look very similar, and they just it just doesn't flow, you know. But uh, you know, when I went into to, to the, uh, the one at um, uh, Mr. Robbie's place, it, it Oak just, Wing, yeah, yeah, Oak Wing, it just <laughs> gave me, it just reminded me, I don't know why, like a, a kind of like an Oak Barn type of, you know, you had some different areas for the dining and uh, right, you know, the dining was on one side, and, the pro shop, and then in right. between is like a lobby, like you were right, in a hotel right, right, where you right. could just. Yeah, and that gave me a feel of like I was at a lodge or something. Yes, you know, I, yes. I really enjoyed that. No, it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful facility for sure. And the USL UL Raging Cajuns fall schedules out, and uh, they'll start up at Louisiana Tech on September 10th. And kind of looking forward to the season with the uh, state champion uh, Jake Marla on the team coming back for his senior year, along with uh, the award winners. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, that's. Uh, Milan Potiger, he was uh, freshman of the year. And then Eli Artigo, their horse from uh, Lafayette, he uh, he won All-American honors. Well, don't forget that. And coach of the year, too. So. Well, yeah, but he, he can't play. <laughs> well, no, but I mean. That's Literally a, and figuratively. But but that's a, still, you know. Uh, uh, he coached but, him up, though. we got to give him that. Yes, uh, coached him up and, and has done an excellent job in recruiting, too, you know. so Certainly. And then uh, – on the junior golf scene, my, my nephew, my nephew, my grandson, uh, Drew, played in the uh, Louisiana Junior Golf Tours U Club Championship. That's the university club right there in Baton Rouge, LSU's home course. 
it was shortened his uh, age group to 27-0 due to some severe weather that came through Baton Rouge, and he finished third uh, at minus one. Minus three was Kyle Hanks of Lake Charles and Dax Rayo of Lafayette. He drew finished third, minus one. And then uh, his next tournament coming up um, could be the cup matches, the Louisiana Junior Golf Tours Cup matches called the River Cup, and it's going to be played at Bayou Desert in Monroe September 16th and 17th. Is that when they play um, the, the, like kind of the north, north versus south? North right, okay. exactly. So where's the dividing line? I guess Alexandria? Probably so. I, mean, I don't a, know why a, they call it the River Cup. Yeah. Uh, they, may go, they may go west, east, and the Red River might be the dividing. Because uh, that's in Alexandria. That's that, in that area. The Red River, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, so. It's probably what it is, east, west versus in, instead of north, south. But either way, mm -hmm. I mean – a lot of good golfers in the north, you know, in the Shreveport area. Oh, God, yeah. You know? That's, a, that's a, a big recruiting ground for, right. for UL. Yeah. All right, and finally, the 31st Mid-Amateur Championship is going to be played at Oakmore Country Club this week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's for kids. Kids. <laughs> no kids. No kids allowed. <laughs> yes. But it, they reduced the age to 21 and over, but hmm. you cannot be a member of a college golf team. Oh, and, uh, that's interesting. And I want to uh, – Congratulate beforehand even Scott Shea and Kurt Carbo, two members out at Cane uh, Row for participating. You know, playing that kind of golf is totally different. As th those of us who play golf, whether we play tournament golf or not, know there's a huge difference. It's like two games all together playing in a tournament of that statue and playing in just a pickup game. Now, I have to tell you, I, I, I disagree with the age, though, because, you know, even in, if you're not on a college golf team, it doesn't – 21 is young for a – you know, to me, you got the state am, you got the mid-am, you got the senior am. You know, the mid-am mm -hmm. should be, I think, like 35 to 55, whatever. <coughs> whatever the cutoff is for the senior, I think it's 50, right? 50, I believe yeah. so. so yeah. or maybe 30, but 21. It used to be 25. Yeah, they just know. changed it. Yeah, that's – I don't 25 know. 25 still young too, you know. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, it, it, you, you may have played two years of college golf and then, you know – yeah. dropped out you know you still doesn't mean you don't have a plus didn't two. lose your game and, right you know uh that's that's kind of i don't know in man. fact uh justin caldwell the former ul player graduated last year is playing in it so your point is well taken yeah there's there's a lot of examples i could come up with you know <laughs> but kurt's pet kurt carbo guy we play with on sunday that he came he's paired up with andy sheets of course andy's the uh, former lsu all-american baseball player and i think he went into the pro i know he went into the professional yeah. ranks i don't know who he played for but uh, now he's an assistant uh volunteer assistant golf coach with theodore over at the uh, ul so oh i didn't i didn't realize i mean I, you know you talked about him before but i didn't put together the you know the the lsu connection and the um and the baseball but now i, I do remember, remember the name yeah yeah, yeah. Andy I, sheets yeah i think he was an infielder but i'm, I'm not 100 percent on that I, I don't know but um but yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. And, and again, where is that going to be at? Uh, Oakmore. At Oakmore. Yeah. So they did they have to qualify for that, or just kind of have they, a handy, yeah. certain handicap. In the years past, they had to qualify, but so many entrants entrants came in that they didn't have qualifying. But to answer your question, yes, they do have exemptions. They had a list of uh, I want to say maybe twenty five, thirty exemptions that people had that uh, got into the tournament, either past winners or whatever their qualification was for the tournament. But so they, he, did, they didn't have qualifying per okay. se. So he played. He, uh, Andy Sheets played for Seattle, 
Mariners uh, oh, for okay. one year, the San Diego Padres for a year, the Anaheim Angels for a year, the Red Sox for a year, <laughs> and Tampa Bay uh, Devil Rays for two years. Um, Ooh, he also it. played in Japan for two years. Um, well, no, he played two years with one team and two more years with three years with another team in Japan. So he played. <laughs> He's been a, around the world. From 1996 to 2007, so 11 years of professional baseball, and he was a, a shortstop. Um, okay. Yep. You said uh, the infield, so you I did, right. yep. And he, bat, he batted. Well, I can see why he wasn't in the majors anymore. <laughs> Bad at two sixteen, so yeah. that that's not gonna cut it's it. A good fifty four hole score, but y- yeah, that, that won't cut it. Him, but that won't cut it. That won't cut it. Major baseball league uh, scores, baseball, yeah. yeah but um, Theodore but, does, uh, you know, he, he enjoys having him. With, and like I said, he's a volunteer, you know. But he brings a lot to him from from the team aspect, you know. That well, you yeah, get, get, get the the team. Uh, spirit, if you will, going for the for the Caden. We know golf's an individual sport, so right. bringing some kind of team chemistry aspect to it has has been helpful to Theodore. But you know, again, as a, a college and then a professional athlete, I mean, he learned a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of just preparation and how to do things the right way. You know, exactly. that's 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 so much of of what's uh, lost sometimes with these kids. You know, they just they they're they're there's well, I mean, I'm not going to say a broad thing like that, but but let's just say the the the, the top, you know, 100 D1 college players, they can all play golf. There's no doubt, you know, there's right. there's a reason they were recruited and they were signed to the teams they, they but you know, it's what what do you do once you're there? How do you prepare? How do you you know, you can't just rely on talent all the time, you no, know. No, not not um, nowadays, you know. I mean, years ago when I was growing up, you could. Guys like Ben Crenshaw had all the talent in the world, and he never practiced or anything, you know. He didn't even warm up for a tournament. Yeah, well, But he had the talent and the competition around him wasn't that stiff, you know, I mean, and it, the numbers weren't. Remember that big, um, big dude, uh, Andy Bean, he played, um, mm-hmm. he played in that exhibition match at uh, Le Triomphe when mm-hmm. they opened it up. And he, he told the story about, you know, he never practiced at all. Mm-hmm. And his – Either his caddy or another player uh, put a banana in his head cover and put it back on his driver after the last tournament of the year. And he said when he took his clubs out for the first tournament, he just smelled this horrible smell, <laughs> didn't know what it was, and then pulled the, sh- the, the cover off and they had this rotten banana all over his driver, you know. And Just and to make a tr- point. Just to, just, yeah. yeah, just, a, you know, a, a little prank, you know, and. Of course, it probably ruined because that was probably a persimmon driver. So it probably ruined the driver. <laughs> Could have, more yeah. Than what, like two or three months, you know. Oh man! I got to meet him, by the way. Uh, the, the the day after he won, he played for Florida, you know. Yeah. And I was playing the mini tours in Florida with some some people down there. And uh, after he won, I think it was a Western Open up in Chicago. He uh, flew down to Orlando where we were playing a mini tour event, and one of his friends was playing. And uh, I happened to be paired with him, and we got to meet. I got to meet. He's him. a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, big um, dude too. Man. He a big dude, big redheaded dude. Um, that was. I think it was him that was there. It was either him or Andy. But it had no, be, you're right. It, it was, was him. him. It was him. Fuzzy Zeller, Fred Couples, and Jan Stevenson, and Lanny Watkins. Lanny Watkins. It was right. those five. Those five. And uh, I was at the press conference because I was working for the radio oh, station. Okay. Back then, I got, and I got to ask questions, you know. And so Fred Couples is. There, you know, and and uh, and honestly, a lot of the reporters at that time didn't really know much about golf. You know, these TV reporters and all right. that. And so, and I, I just asked Fred Couples. I said, you know, so you know, can you talk a little bit about 
the the advantage that your length gives you you know in, on tour mm-hmm. and I, i'll never forget that and and it's it's so funny because you think about that was a long time ago now you know you're talking right. about 80 what you know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, if you think I'm long, there's a kid coming out on tour. He doesn't even have a driver <laughs> in his bag. He only carries a one iron. His name is Davis Love the third. <laughs> he said, that's long. Yeah. And, I mean, it's. You know, I never heard of Davis Love. And, no, and, and to call point. him a kid. Yeah, kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was true. He he hit that one arm. I don't know how far. You know, Davis uh, Love. Yeah, he, he used to be. You know, he was the the thing back then. You know, but yeah. But that was a that was a great fun event. That that uh that skins game. I, well, I guess I mean, and you got to cover it from the media. That, I did. It was extra special there. And of course, you know, naturally, I lost the autographs. I had <laughs> I had all their autographs on a little flag and stuff. And then after the thing was over with, after the exhibition round, mm-hmm. Fred Couples is walking on the cart path or whatever. I said, "Hey, Fred, can I uh, buy you a beer? You want to?" He said, "Sure." So oh. I bought him a beer. We sat down on a on a. Um, Flower, uh, I don't know, bed, you, you know. You, you didn't tell me all this. Oh, no, seriously. We drank, yeah. a, drank a beer together, you know. Mm. I mean, it was like it just it was so so cool. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're close to famous now. So I, I, guess, I guess that is my, my closest brush with fame. Yeah, <laughs> Not to think about it, you know. But he was so, he, you know, when you, people, a lot of times people are stereotyped, you know, they, they're, one way on the golf course and totally different off the golf course right. and, and vice versa. But he is exactly the same. I mean, just the cool. most laid back guy yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's like, do you have a pulse? I mean, <laughs> are, are you breathing? You know, he was just so laid back. So, such a, a, a cool guy. Well, yeah. the closest brush I came to infamy is uh, my, my caddy, Jim McDuff, when I played in New Orleans years ago. Yeah. He took my, my player's pass and get, went into the locker room and had a beer with Tom Watson. So uh, I, I would have I given anything to be him at that moment. Yeah, that trumps, that <laughs> trumps my Fred couples. <laughs> no, no, that, that belittles me. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, Oh, man, I wish I was a caddy at the time. I know, you're a hero, <laughs> Oh, man. yeah. Oh, well. Well, all right. Well, let's take a break and then we'll be back and talk some more golf. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. 
Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Tesh Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. And welcome back to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Slamman, Ralph Boxcar, Bajoron, 367-1240 is our number if you want to jump on board and talk with us a little bit. Boxcar, let's start out with the uh, PGA Tour's last tournament of the year, the Wyndham Championship, played at uh, Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, an uncharacteristic winner, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Oh, I would say definitely a long shot for definitely sure. Definitely a long shot. Uh, Lucas Glover, yeah. Um, you know, when you when you kind of look at the, the backstory here, I mean, he started the week ranked 112. So the odds of him getting into the top 70 were, were slim and none, you know, to start the week. And I'm pretty sure he had to actually win, may, maybe a, a second-place finish. But, um, but, but now, now, to his credit, he had been playing better recently. But, look, I mean, he's been on tour since 2004. Uh, he did win a major. I forgot what. 2009 U.S. Open. Yeah. I looked it up. Um, and, um, but, I mean, only five victories on tour in 19 years. Not exactly, you know, a household name. And, and Not at all. And, uh, you know, what, what's just really amazing is, is, is again, we kind of talk about these guys and, and – and, you and I were talking about that today about how how bad Justin Thomas is is struggling and and we talk about you know what can what can turn their 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 career around kind of rejuvenate things you know Ricky Fowler's has a little rejuvenation with some swing you know changes but with with Lucas Glover it, it was a ten year battle now that's a look you had the yips for ten years can you imagine I no. mean most guys would have would have just quit sure. absolutely you, look. You can turn on the Golf Channel on any given Sunday and see guys. Camillo Vajegas was doing commentary. <laughs> yeah. He quit. Johnson Wagner. He, you know, he's on in the studio. He's a, you know, he quit. I mean, Smiley Kaufman. <laughs> Smiley Kaufman. You know, he quit. I mean, um, yeah, it's so tough out there on tour, and you start, you know, the mental grind of trying to 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 keep doing that time and time again. But uh, but he said it was um, it was a four putt at it, I forgot the event. Uh, back back whenever it happened ten years ago, and uh, that just kind of set the the frustration off. And and at the Colonial Country Club in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. he said he just four putted uh, from out of nowhere, and then he just got into the yips, you know. And so he um, tried going to Brad Faxon to coach him, and and Brad Faxon, who is one of the best putters of all time, and he still couldn't work the miracles. But he did suggest, hey, why don't you try a long putter? And, um, you know, he did. And so he ordered one with the exact same Scott, uh, specs of Adam Scott because Adam Scott is about the same height as him. And, um, you know, he, he said um, that's what changed his career, kind of, you know, got him back on, on, on track, and, and, uh, and, and he's got that stroke kind of figured out now. So 
you know, you have to endure a pretty pretty nervous two hours because they had a rain delay, weather delay, mm-hmm. and, and Russell Henley was, was nipping right on his heels, but he came back out and poured the last four holes. Henley bogeyed three of the last four holes. And uh, um, I tell you what, I did, I did see the, the um, ceremony after, and, and uh, the guy was in tears. I mean, his family was there, and, and yeah. um, his uh, kids are pretty young, too. I mean, may, probably maybe seven for his daughter, and his, his son was younger than that. And his wife was there, and, and three of his uncles were there. Well, so, it was extra special, Boxcar, because his grandfather was a big influence on him playing golf, taught him to play, and, and gave him instruction. That would have been his, his grandfather's birthday, August the 6th, when he won that tournament. So, right. yeah, it was an emotional day regardless, you know. But uh, to win on, on his grandfather's birthday was super special and emotional for him. And, he, you know, he pointed to the sky because there was a rainbow there, and, and, and it Immediately brought back memories of when Davis Love, his father, had just passed away. And, and I forgot, yeah. he had beat Mike Hyman in the playoff in New Orleans. And I don't remember if it, the rainbow came out then or if it came out at – because that, that was – he got to go to the Masters because of that victory. Right. And, uh, or if it was at the Masters. But it was kind of just, one of the, again, one of these surreal – you know, co- I don't know if you want to call it coincidence or it's just that moment, you know, that you say, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but look, I mean, uh, he just seems like such a nice guy um, and I think is genuinely, you know, well liked. And 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 again, the perseverance to 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 go through that for that long, because obviously he made enough money just off oh, that, yeah. that U.S. Open victory, you know, to last in the rest of his life. But no question. But obviously he wants to still try to you know, get back um, into the top. And so now he's firmly cemented up there. I think he's in the low 40s, you know, but... Uh, 49, yep. Yep. He went from 112 or 116 to 49, and he's the only player that they said that advanced outside of the top 70 into it. Wow. He, he knocked out a guy named Austin Eckroth. Yeah, he's been pretty uh, pretty good this year, Eckroth. Um, I think he's a rookie on tour, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, you know, again, it, it was kind of exciting because, uh, you know, normally events like this don't really pique my interest a whole lot. Right. But they kind of had that, that little – they had uh, under each, each person's scorecard, they showed where they started on hole number one and their whole you – know, you know, their – Their ranking, yeah. They're ranking the whole way up until 18, you know. And, of course, the, the guy were – they were primarily – tracking was Justin Thomas because he had a chance to get in. He had never missed the uh, the playoffs. I think him and Adam Scott were uh, were both, you know, two guys who had never missed the – two of the only – I think the only ones that never well, missed the playoffs. Well, Matt Kuchar as well. Oh, well God. But, Don't say no, that. Again. I had to yeah. say it. Yeah. That was, they went 16 years. Uh, Adam Scott did. Yeah. To, for the record. Um, but um, – Unfortunately, boy, he gave it a valiant effort, too. He had to chip in on the last hole. Oh, that was incredible. And it was so close. I mean, it hit the pin, right? It hit the pin and, yeah. like, and just, just hit it dead on and just kind of stayed, stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. But, and of course, it kind of gutted him. But, it, but you know, he, he knows that it, it wasn't that tournament that did him in. It was his play, you know, leading oh, up yeah, to that, that yeah. tournament. He, he really had some bad, you know, I think he had his career high at, at one of these tournaments, uh, Recently, he shot in the like, 80s. In really. the 80s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Might have been at the Open Championship. Could have uh, been. Could have yeah. been, yeah. And then Billy Harsho, another guy we were talking about, who both of us like a whole lot, he uh, shot 84 at the Memorial Tournament and was in tears at, at an interview. 
But then he had a chance to get in there, and he was tied for the lead and shot a, a pedestrian tool for 72 yeah. on an easy course that was producing good scores. And then I, I want you to talk a little bit about the the problem he uh, he's faced with his irons. Yeah, so, so you know, I was kind of watching the – because I had a little money bet on Billy Horschel mm-hmm. um, uh, legally through, uh, you know, FanDuel Sports. Um, but is there illegal gambling now? Well, I thought that went away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is T Boy around? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you don't have to book bets anymore. You can do legal gambling. So I did have a few bucks bet on on Horschel, and and so I, I kind of was watching, and and they were talking about, you know, how I mean he had fallen off the radar too. I don't know what what his ranking was, but it was way down there as well. Let's see, I got and, it. Um, one sixteen. One sixteen. And then he so, went to ninety. Yeah. So um so so what what happened is he switched well he was without uh, uh, any uh, manufacturer for a while. He he just was playing, you know, his own equipment and carrying his own bag and all that stuff. So he he signed a contract with Titleist and so what he did he took his irons and I forgot you know, the, the manufacturer, but he sent that set of irons to Titleist to build him a set to his specs. <coughs> okay. And so Titleist <coughs> did that. They sent it back to him. He takes it on this, I forgot the exact name of the launch monitor, but this, you know, thing, and hits the irons, and then at that moment realizes that everything is, the irons were three degrees upright. And so when they checked it, that's what his old irons were. So it wasn't Titleist's fault. They built it to the specs of his old irons. But what a lot of people don't realize when they're playing forged irons especially, um, and and guys like this that hit hundreds of balls every day, a forged iron will get off spec. Oh, yeah, it'll bend easily. Pretty easily, yeah. So a lot of players have, you know, their specs checked on a – you know, continuous basis. Apparently he did not. And so he, his preferred shot is a little baby cut, but because of the upright actually promotes a draw. So he was trying to cut the ball, but the, the irons were offsetting the cut and he was, uh, he was hitting it off target, you know, by 10, 15 yards left mm-hmm. of the target. And uh, so once he had him adjust to the proper lie, that's when he started playing well. And, Unfortunately, uh, I, I can't blame the Irons on the final round because I was watching him. I told you that in, in you know they showed him on the range, and you could tell he was just he was as nervous as a you know a porcupine in a balloon factory. I mean yeah. he he just uh, did not have his uh, typical pre-shot routine, and um, and and he started hitting it left, you know, and but, but that wasn't because of the clubs. And then he also oh he hit some horrendous putts. I mean he came up on a. Um, a you know, they, look, the green, the, the, the pins that Sunday were tucked. Boy, they were in some tough positions. I mean, if you missed it by just a little bit, you know, it, you, it was history. But he played a little too conservative and left himself with a lot of 50 and 60 footers. Mm-hmm. And then to get the ball to the hole, he, he had some 15 footers for par after, you know, so he three, I don't know how many three putts he had. It was a bunch. But unfortunately, he came up short and, uh, you know, missed the top 70. But, it shows signs of life, you know, and um, I hope he makes it back. I mean, he, he, yeah, I, I did like him because he won in 
New Orleans a couple times, you know, and was always a good ambassador for the city when he was mm-hmm. representing them and, and seemed like one of the good guys on tour, too. So No question. You know. Okay, I got a few questions for you. Let, you know, maybe we can go over as we end the golf season and look forward to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's a three three uh, tournament series now. They reduced it to the low 70 and ties. A couple of PGA pros, uh, one named Lucas Glover, even before he won, was complaining that they shouldn't do that, go down that low. He, he likes the 125 or whatever. W- what's your opinion on that? So he wants to go back to 125? Well, he, he said he thought 70 was too low. Was you know? too low? Yeah. He, you know, like go back to 125 no. to the four. You, you, you'd rather 70? I'm okay and, with 70. In, in and, three and tournaments and instead of four? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And the only thing I would eliminate is that stupid – shot thing they do for the last tournament oh you know when they give them strokes yeah that's that's to me the i i just cannot comprehend how anybody ever came up with that idea yeah that's pretty childish i I mean seriously if you started the college football playoffs and you said okay because alabama's ranked number one or lsu ranked whoever uh it's seven nothing when you start the football game (laughs) come on you know how stupid is that and that's exactly what they're doing with this with this format well i I had a suggestion for that and i still think it's valid why not just do a cumulative score you know if you want to do that you know you're dropping players all of you going from 70 to to 40 40 to 30 whatever it is just keep a cumulative score you were 10 under in the first tournament then now you now you're 17 under you're Seven more under whatever, you know. Which, I mean, I see no problem with that. That's, you that's, know? That would be the FedEx Cup playoffs, you know, a cumulative score. Yeah. But, no, I mean, you know, the top 125 is still important because they're keeping their cards. You know, right. That's, that's you know, what his argument but, was. But, yeah, I don't think that. They all should make it into the FedEx. No. It's, a, it's just a watered down. That would be like letting, look, college football playoffs are going to what, um, 12? It's, or is it 16? Six, huh? I don't know exactly. But, I mean, yeah. they're. You know, so at some point it gets too watered down. You know, I think 125, ah, come on, I don't want the guy who, you know, was 125 to suddenly catch fire in four tournaments and win the FedEx Cup. I want, I want it to be a reward for good play throughout the year. So and Speaking of re- reward, uh, John Rahm won the uh, $4,000, four that wouldn't even buy coffee for him, yeah. $4 million bonus for the year for for being the FedEx Cup leader in the points, you know, even though he's only ranked third. Yeah, he tips his valet four thousand dollars. <laughs> <I mean, you laughs> All right, another but, question. But interestingly what? enough, he's not the favorite um, uh, in, in betting. It's it's Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, it's number one player, right? Scotty's one, Rory's two, Rom's three. All right, a little off, you know. But I want to ask you another question. Do you think Justin Thomas has shown enough to to, to really make the Ryder Cup? Or Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I, should he be left out? Well, I think you know, man, and he, he won't get a chance to really show anymore. <laughs> no. You know, form un, unfortunately. That's um, my next question. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is Zach Johnson's the captain, right? Yep. I, I think he's going to pick him, though, but just because of the familiarity, you know, I, I think he would be hesitant to pick a, a younger, unproven player. He knows what JT's done under pressure before in Ryder Cup play, and, and he's a good teammate. I mean, he, he, you know, some guys don't mesh well with other guys. Mm-hmm. He, he seems to be one of those guys that can kind of play with anybody. Um, the, the thing that worries me is that the, the thing that was his strength of his game, which was his iron play, isn't there right now, you know, right. so – I don't know. I mean, is he, does he become a liability at some point, you know? and, and uh, uh, That's a tough call, man. It is a tough call, but it also would be tough to leave him off the team, too, I think. Just 
kind of given. I think I think his effort in this tournament was enough to to kind of sway the vote to mm-hmm. to yeah, let's you know. Now that's not to say he he may sit out a lot of you know a lot of events you know, but but well that I, that that was my next question. I, I was going to lead you to, and you can include him in it. This fall series, not okay. So we're going into the FedEx Cup, and then after that is the Ryder Cup, and then they go into this fall thing. What, what what's that all about? I, I'm not certain. I thought we were going back to a regular tour schedule that started in, you know, Kapalua with the Tournament of Champions in in January and went just straight through the uh, calendar year. Yeah, I I didn't read up enough on it, Ted. I mean, you don't the fall know much. no the fall the fall series used to be kind of for the. It, it had some horrible feels. I mean, um, it was, I, but I really, I really don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it's been going on for a while now. Um, but it, it's, it's no but longer the wraparound season. It, it's, uh, it's just a season in itself, I think. And it's, well, a, it's a, like the Zozo and the Fortinet and those kind of like lesser tournaments. Yeah, they're still going to get points and uh, you know all of that stuff, but I don't know how it's going to work. I thought you might have known, but no, I, it's, I it's really confusing. The whole PGA Tour. No, I know. Thank, thank God they did release their 2024 schedule today, mm-hmm. and and it's it's just a lot more normal, you know. So, you know, you have eight, you know, the eight signature events, um, three player hosted events, uh, you know. Uh, so. But no, I, I don't. I don't know who's going to be in these fall events. I mean, yeah. I thought the whole purpose of because it, you know, it seems <laughs> like it's so early for the golf season to be ending. You know, with, with the FedEx Cup because it did not used to be this at no, this no. time of the year. You know, mm-hmm. we and we all the the majors ended. Wait, you know, it's like majors over with already. You know, yeah. golly. But we had talked about that. I mean, golf obviously made a decision. We, you know, we can't go against football no and that's it, a good idea when it comes to ratings you know and, and yeah. so I, I get it you know um but so okay an, a, another question is you know with, with all the controversy that went on with the pga tour and now tiger woods is on the policy board and all this stuff what what do you think is going to transpire over the winter with the live versus the pga tour and all of this commotion that's been going on what do you think next year is going to look like uh, I, if I had a, if I could answer that question, I, I might win the Mega Millions tomorrow <laughs> night because I really don't know. I mean, you know, we keep hearing about you know uh, live golfers who come back to the PGA Tour. We penalize heavily, uh, you know, and things like that. But I, I, I just have not seen any any more official policy set forth, and and um, it doesn't. I have not seen any indication that live plans to just suddenly quit having their events you know so uh, basically their players are under contract so i mean uh they can't really do anything uh so i don't i don't think next year is going to look a whole lot different than what we saw this year unless something drastic happens in the fall um where well, they, i mean they dropped the lawsuits against each other which yeah yeah smart no. on the pga tour side i yeah, give monahan yeah. that that much credit well you know i'm he's probably not the one that made that decision but you know <laughs> Um, but well, he's the one that, that, that wanted to integrate with him. I know. And that was pretty much just his decision. And then he got, suddenly got sick after all this <laughs> happened. Yeah. yeah, nervous breakdown. Uh, yeah. But, no, I, 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 it's, a, it's a good question because I, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, um, again, if they were going to just kind of do away with the live, I think you'd have had some indications by now. Um, well, I don't think it's going to go away, but I just wonder, you know, if there will be more attrition towards it 
or if uh, no. it's going to grow, is it going to? I don't think it's are gonna, they going to battle the the, no, the I, issue. I, I don't. They know. they just you look, look again. We see that happening right now in college football. All these teams defecting from the um, the, the, you know, the various the, conferences. Yeah, yeah, the very, and it's is one one reason. It's it's TV Money. revenue. Money. You don't you know, and if you don't have a TV revenue, that that's what drives everything so the pga tour has that obviously live did this contract with the cw network which has generated zero income Mm -hmm. so again i know the saudis have all the money in the world right but at some point it becomes a fruitless endeavor on their point to on their part to you know they'll just say okay well let's just go buy a soccer league or something something else you know right Uh, i think they're they, they 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 accomplish their goal they already are infiltrated into the PGA Tour, whether we like it or not. We mm-hmm. A lot of the sponsors on the tour are sponsored by the Saudi money. Um, and they prove their point, you know. So, I, to me, they, they kind of won this whole little mini battle, if you want to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. My biggest disappointment is that we missed some, maybe a couple of prime years of some Good PGA Tour players. Obviously, you know? Bryson and, DeChambeau shooting 58 on the lift. Tour, yeah. You know, even though it was at an easier course, Green Bar, Sam Snead's old course, but still in all, 58 58, you know? Absolutely. You and, know, and, uh, I, and I, that, that disappoints me. That, me too. That, that, um, he that he was one of the players that had a little charisma, even though some of it was negative, he brought to the PGA Tour. I got yeah. one more question for you and got about two minutes to answer it. If it would end today, who would win player of the year? And then the second part of the question is, do you think the FedEx Cup's going to affect who wins player of the year? In other words, the guy you picked today, do you think he'll still win it at the end of the FedEx Cup? Well, I think, um, I think Scotty Scheffler, because of his consistency over the year, um, deserves it. But um, I do think the, 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 the winner of the, of the FedEx Cup yeah, I think I think it could have a. You think it's but, gonna but ha- gonna? Is the vote before the end? Oh no 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 no! I'm saying if it if it were to be today, voted today, today yeah. who who would you pick? Like right now, the season's ended, so I, I I would just again because I, uh, I mean even when he wasn't winning a tournament, he was <laughs> he was in the top five. It seemed like all year long, and I, I just. To me, you know. That so you're saying he has a scorecard to, to win, you know, the, the proof uh, I do, of his finishes. You know, that's, that's just my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, that's not who I would want to win. You know, I mean, obviously I like John Rahm and Rory better. I like them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All three of those guys are class acts to I, me. They, they are. But, but I think, again, I have to look at, you know, the, the big picture and, and – and, and, John Rahm really hasn't played that well in recently, in but he recently. did. He's, he's no, he had won a, the Masters. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. You know, it, it, some it, other tournaments. It, um, yeah, I don't. I don't I, who would you pick? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know. So you leave it on me, okay? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the difficult questions you have to answer. Yeah, the easy well, ones like. Well, now I get it. You know, you know <laughs> I, I see where we're going with this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that the FedEx Cup is going to have an influence on it. It's what I'm what I'm trying to ask too, you know. Well, I just don't know when the vote is. I mean, because it's after. It's going to be in the in the winter time. Well, you know, I think like it will. I, I absolutely. You think it's going to going to you know? Like I I do because you know. Let's just say one of these top players plays horrible. The top two, the the, the, the first two it. events, and doesn't make it to the to the championship. Yeah, then what happens? Then yeah. I, you know you got to kind of look. Oh, you know, is it flu? I mean, what what you know what's going on? Yeah. 
unlikely. Let's you know, uh, I mean, a lot of these guys are going to not even play in the first event. I think, unless I don't know, it may, maybe they they will now. But they used to skip the first event. But yeah. Anyway, back um, in the olden days. But look. Before we go, happy birthday tomorrow. Thank Teddy. you. Bye. Teddy's having a birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Ted. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611-364-7611. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. Kane.